Here we go with another episode of Gaz and the Go. All the sports you need in the week in about 40 minutes or less. Don't forget, Godzilla Media's first live event is coming up on Thursday, April 29th. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, Get In There with Gaz, you'll see all the information throughout it. You've sure probably heard it on our audio side. We're going to be out live. I'm so excited for this. Hooters of Albany, NFL Draft Night, Thursday, April 29th. Join us. I'll be there at 7. Draft gets underway at 8. Your chance to win awesome prizes just by giving us your picks on who you think is going to get drafted where. And if you're listening out of the area of the Capital Region and you won't have the opportunity to travel in for Draft Night, go right now, GodzillaMedia.com, and check out the draft contest. I know most of you will probably wait till the day of the draft to get your picks in, and that's totally cool. The top two people who get the most picks right will also win a prize thanks to Hooters and Godzilla Media. Some cool gear on the way for you. So enter today if you want. Wait till the end of the month. NFL Draft will be live at Hooters of Albany. And for more information, make sure to check out GodzillaMedia.com. All right, so let's get into the biggest news in the sports world this week. And we start with the Gonzaga Bulldogs losing to the Baylor Bears. That game was over from tip-off. 9 nothing. Baylor gets out in front, and if you were watching, you knew like, ooh, hey, uh, Baylor looks a lot bigger than Gonzaga. We've heard the jokes about Charles Barkley saying, you know, there is a weight room. Mike Golick Jr. saying, it looks like Baylor works out with the football guys. That game was over fast. Shout out to Baylor. The turnaround that that program's had from what it used to be when they had a coach cover up a murder of one player to another player. Go remember the history of that. Maybe some people are so young they don't remember that. Go find out everything that happened with that Baylor basketball program to see what Scott Drew has been able to do to build that program now to a national championship program. Amazing thing for the Bears. They deserve all their credit for what they were able to do this season. Now, with that being said, I have to focus on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, some people might remember me from the Capital Region. Some people might remember me from Central New York. And if you remember a younger version of Gaz when I was growing up in Salve, I liked Gonzaga. Look, I'm always going to be a Syracuse fan, but uh, the Bulldogs had a special place in my heart because they were the Cinderella's. They were the darlings that late 1990 run with Gus Johnson going crazy. The slipper still fits. I rooted for Gonzaga. And it pains me to say this, but they become the biggest chokers in sports. What a statement that is, and I believe it's so true because we've gone through some of the biggest chokers in sports, and I'm talking just a team, like a franchise, a school. Now in present day, April 2021, it's the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the biggest chokers. Now, look across what's happened. It's not the Cubs anymore. The Cubs have won a World Series. They had the distinction for a long time, but the Cubs were so bad, they finally broke through. Of course, it was the Boston Red Sox, the curse of the Bambino and everything else. Look at the success the Red Sox have had as a franchise once they broke that curse in the mid-2000s. So it's not the Red Sox anymore. It's not the Washington Capitals anymore because the Capitals broke through with Alexander Ovechkin and they won. Could the Toronto Maple Leafs be in that discussion in hockey? Yeah, but the Maple Leafs aren't in contention. It's not that team. You could run through teams in the NFL who have not won Super Bowls, but how many of those teams have truly been in contention? The one team that's maybe, maybe giving Gonzaga a run is the Atlanta Falcons. But the problem with the Atlanta Falcons is twice over the last 30 years, they've been the number one seeded team in the NFC. 
The Gonzaga Bulldogs, only the Oklahoma Sooners in the history of college basketball have been a number one seed more and have not won a national championship. And think about that. Oklahoma's been around far longer than Gonzaga when we talk about national dominance in a big-time program. And Gonzaga hasn't been able to bring home the national championship. And this just what's really happened is they were undefeated. They had the chance for history. They had a chance to finish off a season that hadn't been seen since the 1970s. And they didn't get it done. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, you see this picture of Kelly Olenek, 2013. That's the year of Florida Gulf Coast that people mostly remember. I remember I had Gonzaga and Georgetown play in my national championship. Ugh, God, that was awful. But Gonzaga has been the top dog so many times. And when are they going to break through? They become the biggest chokers in March Madness because they never get to where they're supposed to get. I know they get to the national title game a few seasons ago. They lose to North Carolina. But how many years in a row have you looked at the Bulldogs and said, okay, they're coming in with zero losses, one loss, two loss. They play in the WCC and not the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 showed how good of a conference it can be. But if they don't get the job done, they have to be considered the biggest chokers. If we're going to ride the Patriots for going 18-1, and one, if we're going to get all over the Golden State Warriors for going 73-9 and nine and not winning the championship, Gonzaga has to be in that discussion. The Kentucky Wildcats a few seasons ago back in 2015 had that run where they were undefeated going to the Final Four, but Kentucky's won national championships. The Gonzaga Bulldogs have passed the Atlanta Falcons because the Falcons were up 28-3 to in that Super Bowl. Yes, they choke away the game, and that's how we remember it, but Gonzaga has had more success in the regular season than the Atlanta Falcons as a franchise over at least the last 20 years and arguably maybe even longer than that. It pains me to say this. It hurts. But Gonzaga, you guys have become the biggest chokers in sports. Let's talk about the New York Jets. The Jets make a move, and it's Sam Darnold who is on the move, becoming a Carolina Panther in a trade. I'm thinking about my Jet fans that I know. My guy Pooch, a.k.a. Nick in Syracuse, Jimmy and Kasaki, my cousins, Justin and Connor. Big-time Jet fans, they're looking at this team and saying, can you have something go in my favor once, please? Can you have things work out for my Jets? Because here's the thing with the New York Jets and Sam Darn. We all remember how excited Jet fan was that they were able to trade up in that draft and still land Darnold because so many people, and me included in this mix, thought Darnold was going to be the number one pick for the Cleveland Browns. A less than 21-year-old USC quarterback who had an historic Rose Bowl performance who made USC relevant again. This seemed like a guy that could not miss. But for those of you who have gone through relationships, this is the way we can describe what's happened with the New York Jets. Some would say for the history of the franchise, I'll make it a little bit easier and nicer and say at least the last five years. You know how you're in a relationship and it ends and one of two things are the worst cliche things you want to hear from the girl. One is, I hope we can still be friends or I just want to be friends. Some variation of that. <laughs> Terrible. And the other one is, it's not you, it's me. Jet fan, I know it's cliche. I know you hate hearing it. But unfortunately, that second one's actually true involving the Jets. It's not you, it's me. The Jets have actually had some really good players on the roster the last few years, and they've drafted a lot of really good players the last few years. Leonard Williams, remember him, Jets fans? Yeah, he got a nice contract. Three years, $63 million. 
45 guaranteed from the other New York team, the New York Giants. Leonard Williams is good. Just didn't work out for the Jets. How about Le'Veon Bell? Gets cut from the Jets. Goes to the team that ends up being a runner-up in the Super Bowl. Oh, and that team that won the Super Bowl, your former head coach, Todd Bulls, the defensive coordinator. Things are working out for all those guys. Oh, and Jamal Adams had a pretty good season with the Seattle Seahawks, and we wait to see what his contract's going to be like. So all these guys leave the Jets, and they're good players. So it's not them. You can't point at the Jets and say they whiff, they whiff, they whiff. Now, Jet fan can tell me about rounds three through seven. They can go through the roster and tell me how bad some of these moves were across the board. But when we talk about talent on the roster that is left, it is not you, it's me, it's true, because the me is the New York Jet franchise. That's how I feel about Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold could go to Carolina and be a pretty good average quarterback. Do I believe Sam Darnold could be the best quarterback in the league? I believe he would be a top 10 quarterback. He's not shown me nothing. So the answer would be no in that range of he could be a top 10 guy. It just hasn't happened yet. But could he be quarterback 14 to 22 when I'm talking stats and wins and performance and help Carolina be in that mix for a playoff spot? Sure. What happens so often is that we get so worked up with these quarterbacks. Remember Teddy Bridgewater got a monster contract from Carolina's done after one year? Jet fan, you know it best because I remember some of you were screaming in August, Bridgewater's the guy, Bridgewater's the guy, as he torched second and third stringers, and we just ignored that. Didn't matter that he was playing against backups and guys who were never going to be in the NFL. Bridgewater's the guy. Jet fan, you now look towards the NFL draft. I like Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. You probably heard it last week on Cons on the Go. I feel like throwing six touchdowns against Clemson and having a really good 2019 season is better than anything Zach Wilson has done in about eight games where he looked really good against bad competition, but it's locked in now. We know Jags are going quarterback. We know Jets are going quarterback. We know 49ers are going quarterback. Is it a disappointment that Sam Darnold didn't work out? Absolutely. Did the Jets have to now look at themselves and say, it's not you, it's me? Yeah. Because once it happens over and over again with certain players, you start to realize that it's internally. You've made the changes already. You've got a new head coach. You hope management's going to be a bit different, and you hope the offseason will help this team get better. But the Jets have still a long way to go, and they have to look inside those steps they've made in the past to make sure they do not do it again. Before we continue on, I want to give love to my guy, Alex Bowden, Zeke at AVV Taxes. Taxes are officially here for some of you. Maybe you think, wait, are they? Wait, I haven't done them yet. Yeah, go back and call somebody like Alex Bowden, Zeke to help you out this year. Alex is a professional. He's passionate about his job. He wants to keep all these things confidential when you're going through this process. Services, documentation, absolutely all those things. He wants to work with you to make it happen because he did it with me. My wife, my family, we were taken care of. Bye, Alex, because we had so many changes. Baby boy has arrived. New opportunities, new jobs for me here in the year. How do all these things balance out? And maybe you've gone through a change in your life. Give Alex a call today, 518-400-0282. 518-400-0282. Some of you are going to try to launch up that half-court shot. Some of you think you're Jalen Suggs. I can hear you right now thinking, guys, if I just line it up like Suggs, I can get my taxes done on time and I'm going to nail Don't. Jalen Suggs has got an all-time great buzzer beater. I'm going to put it third, by the way. Chris Jenkins from Villanova, one. Lorenzo Charles, two. Jalen Suggs, three. If they'd won the championship, we could have had a different discussion. But Alex Bowden, Zeke, will help you. Don't worry about 37-footers going in. Do the right thing. Call him today to help you through your taxes. 518 400 
518-400-0282. Let him help you through the process. He helped me. Tell me you heard it from getting there with Gaz. Gaz on the go. Gazilla Media. Proud sponsor. Alex Bowden's. He could AVB taxes. Let's continue rolling on in this episode of Gaz on the go. So big time coaching moves in college basketball too. I just want to hit on this quick. Sean Miller out in Arizona. Indiana making moves. Porter Moser, formerly of Loyola, Chicago, now coaching Oklahoma. The legendary Roy Williams retiring. A lot of moves in college basketball. We could sit on individual moves, but I'd just rather have like a blanket statement for all of them. Some people found out that winning truly is the best deodorant. And when things start to stink in your program, if you stop to win, uh-oh, maybe I don't have the defense like I used to. May have happened with some cases. And these lower major coaches want to make moves where they feel like the benefit for their future is what they hope for. Like Shaka Smart saying, I'm done with this Texas stuff. I see the writing on the wall. Peace. I'm out. I'm not doing this. Porter Moser. Love Loyola Chicago. If you're going to offer me that much money to Oklahoma, I'm out. Bye. Did anyone else have the reaction when Roy Williams retired and thought, oh, that's it? Hall of Fame coach, multiple national championships. Coach Beheim's not retired yet. What do you mean you're walking away? College basketball still, I think, almost doesn't get this enough credit that how important the coaches really are. That if you see a coach move to a program, they can have a huge impact in similar fashion to college football. That's why they get paid so much money because they think that coach can do it for them. They can bring in recruits, whether legally or illegally, and help that program improve. So a lot of moves in college basketball. I'm excited to see what the next season brings. I hope we get more fans. I missed it. I want to see those days of the Oakland Zoo and the Cameron Crazies and Otto's Army and everything else. But we will have some new faces. And whether it's a retread of a coach who's had a position before, or maybe you'll get a new name running the sidelines, like I know Carolina's gone with Hubert Davis. It'll be fun to see what happens in college basketball with some of these new names. But we found out this. If there are some scandals or cheating within your program, yeah, the deodorant eventually runs out when the winning stops. And if you are a smaller level coach, money talks eventually, and you walk out the door and take the money with you. I can't get enough of this Paul Pierce story. So if you missed it, Paul Pierce, the legendary Boston Celtic, has the career with the Celtics, a little quick cup of coffee there with the Nets, and he joins ESPN as a basketball analyst. And over the weekend, Paul Pierce went to Instagram Live and was broadcasting a, let's say, event, I'll call it, with some women who are lacking clothing. They had clothing on. It wasn't full nudity, but let's say, for instance, it was more of a summer outfit than a winter outfit. But nonetheless, there goes Paul Pierce live streaming the whole thing right there on his Instagram. What happens next besides fans getting a treat to seeing the truth do his thing? Somebody in the comments section of the Paul Pierce Instagram live video just wrote, where's Rachel Nichols? Of course, Rachel Nichols is the host of the NBA coverage on ESPN. And that comment alone, not anything that anyone said in the video, not something that happened in the video, but a Instagram commenter asking where Rachel Nichols was trended for two hours on social media. That means it was the most talked about situation involving anything, sports, culture, movies, TV. Rachel Nichols trended for two hours because a commenter on Instagram wrote her name. 
may say where the world is in 2021 because people want to defend her, even though, again, she wasn't even brought up in the video. But nonetheless, because of that, Paul Pierce fired by ESPN just days later. Now, I want to make sure I clear that up, though. It's not because of the Rachel Nichols situation, although some would argue, guys, no, that's probably it when it makes that much of a storm and noise within the world we live in now and that a female is brought up in that stuff and it's unfair and maybe she called her agent and said, whoa, 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 why am I even getting roped into this? It could have been that. I feel like more is about Paul Pierce saying, I feel like this is a good idea. <laughs> like, hey, do you think anybody's going to notice one of the great NBA players of the last 20 years is on Instagram live with these girls who barely have any clothes on? You think people are going to talk about that? Oh, they are? Oh, whoops. That's on Paul Pierce. He probably should have been fired, honestly. Like, right? Can we all agree on that? If you work for a certain company and you decide this weekend to just start broadcasting your massages with these young ladies and they don't have clothes on and your employer calls you to the office and says, why'd you do that? It's like, oh, it's none of your business. Well, it is because you're a representation of the company. So yeah, Paul Pierce deserved to get fired. It was kind of funny. It was kind of awkward and weird and strange. But yeah, Paul Pierce, the truth is he should have been fired. Oh, look what I did there. That was very good flawed myself for that joke. Sorry, Paul Pierce. And maybe Barstool will land Paul Pierce going forward. It's not the only news that's coming out of ESPN this week. And I like this because I have this forum now to talk about things that I wasn't able to talk about when I worked for the Four Letter Network. So this is one of the things that drives me insane about the ESPN national radio station. I'm talking about the national lineup. And this has happened for years. And this is stuff that, again, most media people either don't care about or ignore or want to protect their friends and colleagues. So let's go back here. In August of 2020, this past summer, a new morning show debuts for the ESPN National Lineup, and that's a huge deal. Mike and Mike, Golick and Wingo, those have been some big-time names. The Mike and Mike show is the greatest partnered national sports talk radio show in history. You could have the discussion of Jim Roma. Jim Roma didn't have a partner. You could talk about Mike and the Mad Dog. Mike and the Mad Dog was not national. It was New York-centric. We could go through the list, but the greatest nationally partnered sports talk radio show of all time is Mike and Mike. Go study the history of what happens at the end of Mike and Mike. It's messy. It's dirty. But nonetheless, Greenberg and Golick get split up. Trey Wingo comes in. And Trey Wingo, and that ends. And we'll get to Wingo in a second. So that ends, and they decide to replace Mike Golick Sr., who's a legend, is National Broadcasting Hall of Fame, Radio Hall of Fame, all that stuff, with former Duke basketball player Jay Williams, former New York Jet Keyshawn Johnson, and an ESPN anchor named Zubin Mahenti. Now, since mid-March, things have started to change. Thoughts and prayers out to Keyshawn Johnson and his family. Keyshawn has stepped away from the radio show because his daughter has passed away unexpectedly. So the situation involving Keyshawn is understood as to why he's not been a part of the program the last month. What has not been talked about is the absence of Zubin Mahenti. Now, for those who don't know Zubin, he is not a social media guy. He's a little bit different. And I say this as a compliment. He's weird. Trust me, if you're waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and you're hosting morning drive, whether it be for music or sports or any type of pop culture situation, weird's not bad. And you're kind of hoping finding weird in the morning drive it's just the people that are in the car and how to stay entertaining to that early in the morning to help people out so the weird part i don't worry about but when you're absent for a show for a month and we don't know why and i'm talking about listeners that's a big problem because the history of espn has shown us 
that if you start missing a lot of time on a radio show, your future is in question. And there's multiple examples of this. Let's go back to September of 2015. George Sedano starts hosting a radio show with Jen Lana. Jen Lana and Sedano, that show's done within months. Jen Lana's can't be found. And by can't be found, I mean she's not a part of the show anymore. And eventually they just move on from her. Dan Levitard, November 2019. Levitard takes a month off, maybe even five weeks if we want to go further with that because he's on his, quote, honeymoon. No real reasons ever given why Dan Levitard's off the show that much, but 14 months following his long extended honeymoon break, Levitard show leaves ESPN. I said this to Trey Wingo's face, and I wish I could bring the audio for you. I noticed that Trey Wingo would miss a lot of time on the Golik and Wingo show. I'm talking two to three weeks apiece. And I finally called him out of the Super Bowl. Trey, how's your golf game? How much time do you get off to golf? And I could see he was mad at me, but also laughed about it because he later admitted once his show ended that he wanted nothing to do with the morning drive. He didn't realize how hard it would be, a TV guy going to radio, how difficult it would be. And in less than a shocking surprise, Trey Wingo was gone. Keep an eye on what's going on with Zubin Mahenti because if he's not back on the show Monday, ESPN already might be making a move in the morning drive. Now, there's a chance he's sick. There's a chance he's doing personal issues. There's a lot of things that could be happening in somebody's life. I would say that if you want to be a show that connects, whether it be a podcast, a radio show, a television show, the thing that I've seen people embrace the most is being raw, real, and authentic. I just watched that Demi Lovato documentary on YouTube with my wife. I couldn't stop. I'm 90 minutes into this thing because it was raw, real, authentic. Her friends, her family talking about it. People respond to that. That's not an uncommon thing. People can see through the BS at this point. If Zubin comes back and says he wasn't feeling well, okay. What's the worst thing in the world that if two weeks into this thing, they just said, hey, Zubin is not going to be here because of blank. Oh, okay. Do they feel like it's undercutting Alan Hahn or Bart Scott who've been filling in? Why? Imagine watching a TV show. It's your favorite TV show and your actor is not there or your favorite actress is in there and they just don't tell you. It would tick me off beyond belief. But for whatever reason, radio has these rules that, well, people won't notice. We did. And we are noticing. Just tell us the truth sometimes. Now, someone say, guys, it's their personal life. They can do whatever they want. When you have a public position, you want to be real. You don't get to pick and choose. I know you want to pick and choose, but people want to find out. Because when you build that connection with someone, you go into their lives every single day. They want the same thing in return. We'll find out what happens with the future of that morning show. And where in the world is Zubin Mahenti? Some of you are going to wonder, guys, I want to hear some AEW. I want to hear some WWE talk. It is WrestleMania weekend. NXT is already underway. It's been a WrestleMania week all week. Give me your takes. Uh, I would rather do this. Shout out to my guys, the Trav and Rigney show. I did a podcast hit with them, and they brought me on as the WrestleMania preview show. Go find their podcast. Search it out on Apple. I got a nice little logo up on the getting there with Gaz visual side of this. Just find that logo. It says WrestleMania preview with Gaz. Rather than rehashing a bunch of that stuff, I'd love to support another podcast where I did it, broke down the whole card, talked about my favorite wrestlers, favorite angles. So if you're looking for WrestleMania talk, I'm going to redirect you to that podcast where I did a hit with those guys. Shout out again to Travis and Rigney for having me on their show. That's where you can find my take on the WrestleMania season and everything else. And for our gambling picks this week, it's Masters weekend. The Masters are back. It's back in the spring in comparison to what it was in 2020. 
my picks on the gambling side. I've gotten one right so far. The fade gods may be more true than ever, especially after Gonzaga bombs on me and Fernando Tatis Jr. gets hurt, who was my National League MVP. I like Colin Morikawa at 30-1 to to win the Masters, the 2020 PGA Championship winner, a February 2021 winner on the tour. Give me Morikawa 30-1. to And that's it. Gods in the go. One of the fastest editions of Gods in the go we ever did. We just did seven stories in about 25 minutes. Hopefully you got what you wanted. If you want more, you can always hit me up on social media at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z on Twitter, Facebook, Tom Goss Gozlowski, Instagram, getting there with Goss. If you want more, email Goss at GozillaMedia.com. Let me hear your takes on what you want to hear more of in the upcoming weeks. Until then, enjoy the weekend.